Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Thank you for being here. Today's guest, oh my gosh, it's been a long time coming and I am so excited to have Sarah here today because I love Sarah's approach to what she does. So Sarah is a sales and business mentor. She has my favorite mixture of straight talking, honesty, social awareness and business brilliance. And she talks about selling in a like in her own way, but it's very aligned with how I think about selling. And I could happily share nearly every post Sarah puts out because I just love her approach to it. And I can't wait for you all to hear all that she's got to say. I absolutely believe, and I think it's important to say this from the from the top of the episode, selling is the number one reason people aren't making money. Their reluctance to sell. I'm super excited to have this episode on and have Sarah here so that we can really get into this. Welcome to Real You, Real Money, the podcast that will inspire you to love all of who you are and love making big money all at the same time. I'm Ray Dodd, your host and resident money coach. And week in, week out, I'm here to remind you that your feelings and experiences of money have nothing to do with who you are and everything to do with who you've been told you have to be. This podcast is all about powerful conversations that will support you in building a business that reflects who you actually are. This is not a one-size-fits-all style podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates the individual you are and more than that, believes your uniqueness is the key to you making the sort of money you truly want to. Thank you for being here. Let's do this thing. So... Sarah, welcome. Thank you. Hello. For being here. I'm so excited. What a, what an intro. Mic drop. <laughs> it's all true. It's all true. And so, can you tell us a bit before we get into the other stuff? Can you tell us a bit about how you ended up where you are? Like how you became a sales and business mentor? Well, I can. I'll try not to take the whole the whole podcast episode up <laughs> just with my long and windy run. <laughs> but the short version is. I my background my sort of 15 years in corporate was in sales and then in my kind of rough stalking off I'm out of here moment I was like I'm gonna go and do something creative I'm gonna be a photographer and I'm gonna help other business owners show up I'm gonna be I'm gonna help people with their visibility because at the time I was really into well I'm still really into helping people you know take up space be visible you know show yourself all that stuff and then, but the the I'll keep it brief. In the pandemic, I stopped doing photography for a while yeah. because of lockdown. Yeah. And I was really able to address what had already become a niggly kind of like, oh right, yeah, I do spend most of my shoots to helping business owners mm. with the kind of, you know, how to book clients, how to actually create sales in their business how to make it feel easier this was just a topic that kept coming up and again and again Mm. but because I was so busy with headshots which was so great I just hadn't really had loads of time I'd started mentoring other photographers but I hadn't really had loads of time to go oh yeah I see universe I see what you're trying to do here yeah go back to what you know so yeah I started I started in 2019 but then in 2020 I was able to give it my full Russell energy Mm. I love that there's something we talk about in in my world a lot which is about like monetizing who you are and I think what you've just explained is a really good example of how we sometimes the thing we're meant to be doing is right in front of our face because even though we're doing something else (laughs) we're doing it anyway a hundred percent it's definitely it took me a little minute to realize because when I it was such a corporate environment that I worked in before Mm. it was so male dominated and it was so lots of things that I just needed a hot minute from yeah and I loved photography I I really remember just being like god if I can if I can sell like all these financial products that I don't even really love just imagine like how much fun I'm going to have selling something that I do really love so I had equated it into oh I'll do something that I love Mm. and it was amazing but I then you know that was sort of the stepping stone to be like oh no hang on I could actually help other people sell things that they love or sell the stuff that they love to do and that will be even more powerful than you know just me you know with my 20 weddings and my however many headshot sessions long so it was a natural progression or regression or I don't know full circle moment maybe yeah Yeah, not realizing that you actually just and correct me if I'm wrong it sounds like you love selling 
yeah I love I love well I love talking (laughs) (laughs) and I love really good service and I love Mm. experience and I love relationships and that's all stuff that I do have you know I did do in my previous life but I just hadn't really equated that to I didn't really think of myself as a creative I still don't really think of myself I mean I am creative but I yeah I think there's a such a big gap between the creative community who are so on the other end of the spectrum where it's like I only want to do you know I I'm just here because I love it so much there's a can be a bit of a gap between you know selling feels so far away to them if they haven't yeah. had a background in it which is totally fair enough for me the bit that felt a bit funky in the beginning was the oh right I've, I'm picking up a camera I'm learning how to use it I, I don't know that was the bit that was new to me mm. literally the polar opposite to a lot of my clients in that way mm. and do you find like when you explain it to them as selling being like relationships and all of that stuff does that shift things for them totally yeah it's almost like you can see people's shoulders dropping when they're like oh okay I don't have to be like you know the whatever the insert stereotype that whatever person is carrying around with them especially in the small business community it's a real fear a genuine fear and you know I'm here for I'm here for it but we've got to realize that's not what we're doing here. That's not the same thing. That's not transact. We're not here selling in a transactional kind of pure functional. We don't even want to know the other person kind of way. That's yeah. not the same thing. So yeah, they definitely, of course it's a massive relief. I'm really- yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. I think as well, it's interesting because sometimes the fear of it leads people to be more transactional. Like they, cause they think they have to do it that way like one of the things that people often say to me is like well I can't sell Ray because I've not put out enough value for a while I've not posted enough about the thing so I need to like earn my spot of selling before I'm allowed to go and sell and it almost accidentally we fall into a trap of transactional with this well there's a few traps there's a there's an overgiving trap Mm -hmm. I would say which is a big a big place that people step into Mm -hmm. and I just I'm just okay just on a side note I'm really not here for our business being another place that we hide in overgiving. As as you say, then just rush out the transactional bit. I've just opened up five spots for my one-to-one. Here you go. And then run off again and hide. So, yeah, I think it's a part education piece in like Mm. all all the things that we're doing that contribute to the selling. It's not just the part where you go... Will you buy it? Would you like to buy this, please? In fact, that's so reductive to sales because, of course, you know, people don't buy things like that in our world, yeah. and nor should they. No, exactly. It's that funny thing I always think where, like, if you've not posted for a while, you don't have to build up to selling, as in you can just go in and start selling and give value at the same time. And in an ideal world, keep working towards not doing that thing where you put like poke up your head and and go away again and then poke up your head and then go away again like it's that thing where people often they're like but I haven't done that so I can't sell and they just get themselves trapped in a cycle and I always want to just be like just go and sell and then we'll and and let's figure out I mean and when I say selling as well just to be clear I don't know how you would define it I think people often think I mean like hard sell I just mean mentioning your stuff Talking about your stuff, talking yes, about your literally. specialist subjects. Yes. Don't talk about anything that you don't want to talk about. Just talk yeah. about the stuff that you do want yeah. to talk about so yeah. that people can get to know mm. what you're all about. Mm. So my first question was meant to be, why do you think so many women particularly and people socialised as women find selling so hard? Why is it such um, a struggle for people? Well, this is a big one so this might be the only question Uh, yeah (laughs) okay let's see so I would say it's because well let's look at conditioning for a start Mm. I feel like we have been taught and it's it's not only women but it is particularly women or people socialized as women have been taught that everything should be hard right like I don't really remember a time where anyone told me like being successful is easy or should be easy especially I'm 42 so I'm a child of the 80s and 90s where it was all about 
working hard, getting your education, going to university, then like going and get the, you know, work really hard to get the same jobs that the men have and just keep working hard and like keep your head down and work hard and work hard and work hard. So we have definitely been taught that it must be hard, especially if you want to do a good job in inverted commas. That's problem number one. Problem number two is that I don't feel like that many of us got shown a very well shown that showing up and being visible as who we naturally are rather than trying to kind of squidge ourselves into other pigeonholes or contort ourselves to be you know less less that you know less of something or less outspoken or less bullshit or less opinionated or I don't know I just I feel like when I look back at my whole school experience it was which by the way was a, well it was a girls school that was very pro like mm-hmm. girls going for it but going for it meant not necessarily like being who you actually are but being what you should be in order to fit in with the blokes <laughs> yeah so that you could get to the top ridiculous yeah. looking back but I never I just don't remember a time where anyone ever said what are you, what do you like doing what are you good at what are you naturally mm-hmm. good at so there's just a so working hard is the answer that was the story yeah that's a problem not necessarily trusting yourself to you know take up space get you know be visible so it doesn't necessarily fit it's something that we have to learn if you step out of a corporate environment if that's where you've been and into a place where you're owning a business it doesn't just automatically fall into your lap that it feels really comfortable to start talking about with your things that you want to talk about because it suddenly brings up all this stuff which is oh my god what if someone ridicules me or tells me I shouldn't have said that or rejects me or judges me or cancels me or whatever so you know there's a fair bit that goes into if we think about selling as talking about our stuff on the internet well I we didn't even barely have the internet at our age but also like even if we did I don't feel like we would have been taught how to back ourselves yeah. on the internet from day one so yeah it's a learning it's a learning process and we have to just be aware of it so that we can learn the process because it's yeah. not hard I think the number one thing especially with selling although with lots of other things too is that it should be hard or it is hard or it's icky or it feels hard and I just I feel like we gotta just we just gotta stop with that narrative because yeah we do get to choose for it to be a, a lot easier. It gets to be easy. You get to choose it to be easy. You don't have to do anything that feels hard yeah. in sales or in business, you know, if you don't want to. So I think it's more mm. about choosing an easier way and not yeah. getting in all these mind spins about, oh my God, it's just going to take me all, you know, it's going to take me years to build an audience and then it's going to take me. I don't know, some kind of media training to start talking about stuff on the internet or going on video. You know, there's so much that we could make hard or we can just rip the plaster off, get started and do it our way so that it is based on things that we're naturally good at and, you know, find the way that feels aligned. Totally. I think one of the greatest gifts, and I've talked about this quite a few times on the podcast, but when I started out in my first business, not this one, in my first business, I had really young kids at home. And it's when Facebook first built in live video. So live videos were like the thing to do. And people, every, I, I missed this time, actually. Every morning in various Facebook groups, people would go live for like half an hour, just chatting about various things, like businessy stuff. Or for me, it was I was doing birth stuff. And I think it was a really useful like training that I had really little kids at the time. I have two boys one was about three and a half one was about six months old and they got in my way all the time during these lives and so I had to be like I remember and this is a story I tell the time of like being on a live holding my my laptop in my hand to be on this live and and Gus no Stan my oldest one interrupts me wanting me to change Paw Patrol and I was like oh my god everyone's gonna know all these mums who are pregnant are gonna know that I am (laughs) sticking my kids in front of the tv in order to and there was a lot more even I I hope this is gone but certainly in the circles I was in there was a little bit of shame around that it was a bit secretive that I put my kids in front of the telly so I was like 
So yeah. we kind of want to put some people off. We only want to be, you know, we want people to be really clear. We're probably holding a something back. And when we're holding something back, we're not really standing in our power. We're not really standing in our yeah. power. Then we're not progressing the way we would like to be progressing. Yeah. We're still just holding on to those stories and those patterns are what's driving our behavior. Yeah. yeah. And that in that case, that's when that societal conditioning gets to run the show. And so in right. a way like patriarchal stuff, white supremacist stuff, all those different things are running your business. Running is... your business and and like putting a barrier in your bank account. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, well, I'm only going to receive money from people who are, who are, who are you know, I'm not going to offend anyone just because yeah. you know, the patriarchy will be upset or people will be upset with me. So yeah. I'd rather accept less. And I'll, I'll just sod off all those people who actually were perfect for my stuff yeah. by not talking to them. Like yeah. so much about putting yourself in a business like this is about sort of leading the way for other people to feel that they can do the same too yes brand new right this whole thing is like where were the role models for us about women and I'm not talking about what's her name Sigourney Weaver in Working Girl although it is a great film was it her Sigourney Weaver is I think she's in it isn't it anyway I'm not talking about power suits and having to like leave the baby under the table while you actually go and slide out some meeting that's not the kind of role modeling I'm talking about I'm talking about actually being really successful just for being yourself and just for the skills yeah. that you already have not trying to pretend that you're further along than you are not trying to protect not trying to take some new qualification or certification or course already as you are right now making money just like that that is brand new so we have to keep you know we have to shine some light on that narrative otherwise yeah. it will take forever for people to move this on and really importantly we get to make money and we get to sell while we're still learning this right it doesn't have to like we'll never be perfect at it anyway I don't want to be we don't want to be perfect perfect is like bizarre I don't (laughs) I don't even want to talk about perfect because I don't really identify as someone who's ever been perfect at anything to be honest but also who wants to stop learning like in the nicest Mm. you know in the nicest possible way like what is this idea that like when I've got this, this, and this, yeah. then I'll be able to justify this mm. rate that I'm charging or this yes. thing that I'm wanting to do or this stage that I'm wanting to stand on. That doesn't really make sense if you're the kind mm. of person who is always wanting to self-improve and continue on the journey and find out more stuff about themselves and learn more stuff. I feel like that is, again, just a huge barrier to ever just getting to a place where you're like, yeah, I'm selling today. That's happening. Yeah. And it does become just like such mundane information. Like I, a lot of my clients will say to me, right, how do I sell every day? And I've got, a, I've got a reel actually that I might put out where it just goes like, client, how do I sell every day? And my answer is, will you sell every day? Literally. Like, that's it. There's no, there are strategies you can bring in and all of that stuff, but really that's it. Yeah. I think as long as people, like, like, like we said before, as long as it's about just knowing that if you're not talking about your stuff if you're not showing up and you're not visible yeah. people literally can't see what is available to them yeah. they are not going to buy there is no business let's just be absolutely clear there is no business owner on the internet there's probably one because there's always a bloody there's stuff. always one whatever you're never going to hear me saying that anybody who's selling out their offers or selling loads of products or making loads of money got there without doing a heck of a lot of talking about that product yeah. each particular service has its own brand identity it takes some time for your audience whether it's 10 people or ten thousand people you don't need a massive audience but nobody's going to buy something that you didn't talk about enough for them to yeah. be like i totally understand what that is it makes sense it's really clear I you know I've had enough opportunities to think about it yeah it's just not it's not how it works so I think there is sometimes this illusion that you know it's just all right for that person over there because they've got 50,000 followers and so you know selling is just going to be easy for them and it's just an absolute pile of incorrectness because that you know that person isn't going to be making more money than the person that's only got only got 500 followers but who is selling every day if they're not selling every day too like we all need to be talking about our stuff and completely normalizing doing that in 30 minutes or whatever less time like it doesn't need to be I'm on social media all day now I'm an influencer awful no thank you it's more like but are you selling are you doing anything like are you talking about it at all because if not we got to start there until that is normalized and you know really prioritized as a super important part of your business like we have to be talking about our products we have to we have to know them. We have to be so clear about what they are. Yeah. And that only really comes from continually talking about them so that we really develop this natural, you know, conversation or 
these natural anchor points back into why somebody should sign up for this or why somebody should yeah. sign up for that. We have to do it. We have to do it to get there. We can't, you know, theorize everything in notepads and then never quite take the plunge. Oh my God. I want everybody to rewind all of that and listen again <laughs> because everything Sarah just said is so, so important. Do you think like how we feel about money impacts how we show up and sell? In, oh my God. Yeah, obviously. Can yeah, you talk absolutely. about that a little bit? Um, okay. So, well, we've all got our stories again. I mean, uh, well, lots of people have stories about what it means to be you know a holder of lots of money or what you know maybe especially again if I don't want to make this all about like all oh, create you know only your creatives but ultimately if you're a creative who genuinely loves what they're doing anyway and frankly might do it for nothing just as a hobby for the rest of yeah. their life whatever it can feel difficult it, it again through conditioning or you know what we've seen or stereotypes or you know corporate vibes to start yeah. charging real money for this yeah. brilliant thing that we just love doing anyway however yeah. so yeah that can definitely play a part back to the also back to the it is hard you know like oh yeah. I, if I want to take it to this level then oh god I'll have to get a team and I'll have to it, all this stuff will have yeah. to happen and I just don't really want to be resp- I don't want to manage people or so there's a kind of upper limit situation that goes on yes. as well back back to lack of role models like where was where were the really amazing you know I, I know that a, lo- a lot of the stuff that comes up for my clients is like if the, if you are also caring for small children or parents or you have mm-hmm. other demands on your time we dump ourselves to the bottom as soon as there is like somebody else that needs our time so if there's a child that needs our time or if there's you know another Mm -hmm. scenario where like okay well I need to be available or I need to be on call or I need to sort of serve that other need we would immediately rather I feel like dump our ability to make money or deprioritize it or just ditch it for a while and just expect it to kind of or just you know just worry about that later because it feels like the easiest ball to drop in an otherwise incredibly busy scenario so I think there is this whole narrative that we should we should be our child's first port of call you know every time the phone rings and it's nursery or school it's like of course mum's getting the call so I need to be down tools and run there I need to be available so I think there's you know a hell of a lot that goes into this but also or women who are creative or women who are you know have these little businesses and I hate that phrase so much but whatever the bunny is out again the expectation is well you you're going to take on all the additional Mm. domestic load and you are going to you know just do your little thing on the side it's not the vibe for most people but they just haven't had the role modeling or the you know examples or all the support because also they're probably trying to do far too much on their own so exactly. then it's like, well, I'm now trying to be a perfect business owner even though I've never learned the business foundations and I haven't yeah. got any marketing background and I don't know how to sell and I don't know how to package up my stuff and I don't know how to price it so money making doesn't necessarily feel that accessible because it's like yeah. I don't know what well I guess I'll just price here and see what happens and then increase it so yeah. it's a lot it is a lot and I think as well we've been taught our worth comes from caring and a lot of what you're describing is that caring role it's like looking after your kids it's making sure everyone's okay it's you know and and this comes into selling a lot when everyone when we worry more about putting people off or upsetting people or you know the thing I hear so much when I talk about and I talk a lot about selling every day and when I say that I don't actually mean that in order to have have a you know viable money making business you have to sell every single day because I think that takes time and systems to put in place you've got the products and all of that stuff but yeah. that that should be the place we're going to because why wouldn't you like you're why a business wouldn't why, you? why wouldn't, wouldn't you sell you? every day That's exactly what businesses do it's not like you go down the high street and there's like yeah. oh I'm only open on Wednesday mornings between 10 and 11 because my kid well maybe that is in my town bad example drives me mad. <laughs> my point is or, or rather yeah. you're not opening the shop and then there's nobody in there like there's somebody yeah. just like gone out because yeah. That's not what a business does. A business no. is there to make money every yeah. day. Exactly. Why not you? Exactly. But I think one of the reasons that we don't do that is because, like I said, we've been taught that our value, and when I say value, that almost underplays it, like our actual worth as a human, what makes us safe and acceptable and okay and lovable oh. as a human is how we look after other people. And that's not just for mums, that's like, lots of in, no, shows up in mum. so many different it is, ways it probably is a, it's a patriarchy thing it's a patriarchy thing it's for sure a patriarchy thing. Yeah. my experience with this is actually 
I don't feel like that because no. both my parents, you know, this was not, I did not have a mum that stayed at home. Like, absolutely not. This, my experience of this has been external looking in like, oh, you're, you know, you're just, just a photographer. You're just a photographer now. You're just doing this. So of course, like your priority is, you know, you're doing this to fit around the children. I was like, I'm not, I did not give up my career. This is not what's happened here. Yeah. In fact, I mean, I won't yeah. go into a rant with everybody in the street who starts trying to tell me otherwise, but I want to. Yeah. Like, Guys, this is not a little like you know side hustle this is my life this is my business yeah. this is my career I did not I gave up one career we haven't really talked about it on this podcast but I gave up that career because it was full of inflexible and in top you know very outdated work practices I mean there still are but at the time in particular I was you know I was paid less I was paid less because I was a woman I was given up completely shut down on any flexible working so I was like right well if I can't make this work now that I've got a child with you I will make it work my own way mm-hmm. but then what I noticed was that a lot of people in my own family and like community were like great you know great choice to and I was like whoa so I don't think just to be clear I don't think it's always women although sometimes it is but it's it can also be pressure from outside that you should even if you don't think you should be doing it so yeah oh totally and I think that's so important to notice those different layers we often talk in plenty about societal awareness and personal awareness and it sounds like your personal awareness like your personal story with your family was actually that you were totally empowered to do that. But from society, it was a different story that you yeah, were getting all really the time. Wanting. Yeah. And it is, it's, and, and we talk again a lot about emotional privilege and emotional privilege is basically if you've had parents who have like doused you with love and confidence and said, you know, you're great. You can do th- whatever, all of that stuff. Often you will access making a decision like that or deciding to be visible or all those mm. sorts of things far more easily than someone who doesn't have that foundation. And that crosses all sorts of other intersections. Like anybody from any background can be given emotional privilege by their parents or by their caregivers. So I think it's so interesting to look at all the layers of or this. Not. If you've got a pe- couple of parents who don't feel safe to do yes. that, so are like, right, yeah, 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 you're yeah. going to work hard and get this job, yeah. this will be safe, this will yeah, be yeah. safety, then you try and step out of that. This yeah. is not now safe. I mean, this is absolutely this is sorry. You exactly. have you have given up a perfectly good job with perfectly mm. good, you know, yeah. safety in it. What mm. on earth are you having a nervous yeah. breakdown? Is this postnatal depression? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, but you know, like you say, lots of different things going on there, lots of different reasons why. So many. And then I was also going to say, I think, so we've got that like caring piece where a lot of our worth comes from. Like for you, it's like, why wouldn't you sacrifice? So what about your mental health and the lifestyle you want and all of that stuff? But you need, you've got an opportunity there and you will be looking after everybody's needs by staying in that job. But also, money's been so demonized. But I wonder what the reaction would be if it was like, I'm doing, no, I'm going to leave that job because. I want better money like I want to do it for that reason like how people respond in that moment it's okay if you're doing it for your kids without a shadow of a doubt it would be much more acceptable right it would be my immediate response to that Mm. well with the people in mind that I've got in mind like the only version of success I know is one Mm. where you are you know financially viable And, and by the way I don't look I'm not saying that's the only version of success I'm actually very very here for the ultimate luxury of time off like this is my number one like success metric not working for 14 hours a day so not even seeing daylight and just being stuck in air conditioning till you retire no however from societal norms it is much I think if you were saying right I'm now going to step out of this situation that isn't working Mm. for me and do this one and I will be immediately furnished with double the salary or whatever no one's going to kick off yeah in the same way as how dare you actually leave a job that you absolutely hate but (laughs) it's paying your bills in order to try and make your own way in the world that's ridiculous so I feel like we need to name something really important that we've not named there then because I think a lot of that what you're talking about is actually women owning their desires when did this was this is the other thing that nobody's been women have not been taught how to do yeah. do like nobody's taught us that it is absolutely i don't want to use the word safe in a reductive way because i know mm-hmm. there's like actual danger here however the safety of trusting your own instincts yeah. your own yeah. gut feelings to make your own way in yeah. the world and to trust that it will be okay is yeah. not yeah. a a skill or if, no. if 
call it a skill it's not something that most of us learned no. in the 80s no god no and and it, it's actually quite a big part of selling I think because when we show up and sell what we're saying is I've created this thing I think it's great and I desire for you to do it do this thing with me or to partake in it in some way with me and we're showing that we trust ourselves because we trust that what we've created that is good just, yeah it's the exact thing yeah yeah what totally. I was going to add to that is that it's back to the point of taking up that space and being visible and so that is meeting your ultimate like resistance piece when it comes to like everything you learn up until this point which is like stay with the pack do the thing like regurgitate learn the information regurgitate it for the exam parrot fashion do not have your own opinion particularly or if you want you can but not too much don't you know be too much of an outlier it is not safe to like move away from that it is all completely what you're doing on a daily basis in mm. this kind of business model where you're using yeah. you know promoting yourself online yeah. in order to make your case for why people should or might want to work with you this yeah. is why it's such an important piece in order to move through that resistance you have to understand that the people on the other side that will step in and would love to work with you when they know, when they see you sort of in your confidence, mm. even though you haven't learned how to do it, you know, even though you haven't had the training to get you there, when they can see you doing it, the sales decision is the easiest decision they've ever made. So in order to make that decision easy, which of course, when we talked about service right at the beginning, although we didn't delve into it really, the service piece is about making it as easy as possible yeah. for the person on the other side to know what they want. And how can they know what they won't want if you don't really step into what it is that you want? So yeah. if you're kind of busily kind of going, I think I want to do this, but oh my God, it feels so awkward. And I just, I think I'll just talk about it once a month and that'll be fine for now. That's not giving enough of a picture. It's not rich enough for the person on the other side to be like, oh my Christ, I found my person, which is the whole point. Oh my God that exactly I actually had someone recently sign up for something with me and she'd been looking at a similar course that's half the price and she messaged me and she was like going back and forth with that person and, and then she messaged me and she went you know what I've been going back and forth with this person the reason is because they're not the right fit for me you are there was no there was barely a discussion I said to her can I get you the sales page she's like I don't need the sales page right just send me a payment link I already exactly. know I'm in the end exactly so and it's that thing where we think that it's about the price we think that it's about all these different people often blame the price for why things aren't selling and miss that they're actually not selling their thing they're not showing up and they're not price can come into it to a point but normally it's because you don't back it when people really buy into you back yourself exactly yeah. like the whole yeah. thing is back to if you feel completely grounded in what you're saying and I'm obviously not saying like just you know I, re I recognize that in sales there is an element of like all these kind of wide boy stereotypes like oh just you know razz it off and just <laughs> that's not what I'm saying obviously but this is not what the people in our community typically are trying to do these are people no. who are heinously overqualified for the prices that they're normally mm -hmm. charging anyway yeah. and this is really much more a case of just actually bringing their confidence level up to a place where they can see for themselves why they are entirely justified to talk about this in this way yeah. even though they haven't had that training prior so it's really just yeah. about like you say showing your person on the other side that you are a yeah. trustworthy or reliable yeah. person who has done their own work to actually become clear about what they're saying and to yeah. be able to show up and say it on a daily basis like yeah. we keep saying so yeah. it doesn't feel like you're kind of shady or hiding it like to me yeah. it's like well if you're not selling it to me what what is it about it that you're not quite clear on yet or that you don't Absolutely. you're worried about yeah. you know somebody picking a hole in yeah 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 and that's you know said with total love as well because that is also you know a reason why it's so important that we get really comfortable with packaging up what we know and doing it in a way that just the right amount of information is in there not too much and we're not wobbling on all day on a sales page and people digging around trying to find out what does it actually do though this is all part of the you know the foundations yeah. of making sales easy is making sure we know how to do these things and we, yeah. we know that how we market matters and what we say mm. matters and how we sell matters but we're doing it in a way that is right for us as individuals and our personality types. Totally. I think it's actually a part of the, there's so much discussion post 2020, particularly about the ethics and selling and all of that stuff. And I find it can get very into rules like, oh, so you shouldn't do your pricing like this and you shouldn't do countdown timers and you shouldn't do all of these things. And I think the thing that people really miss is exactly what you're saying, which is 
the more you sell, because people think that selling frequently, this is the other thing to say, people think that selling frequently equals pressure. And that is a complete nonsense. It doesn't, just because someone's showing up frequently doesn't mean it's pressurizing. But I think what it does do is give people ample time to develop this trust in you and in themselves to make a proper decision about whether or not they're going to buy from you. Like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like good is too reductive a word, but like a solid, yeah, empowered, excited, empowered, yeah. decision. Like yeah. people want to feel amazing about them. So that's yeah. another thing. Okay, so that's another thing. Actually investing. So depending on who your clients are, maybe they've never worked with a coach before. Maybe this is yeah. a thing to do for the first time. So yeah. they want, we do not want people handing over. So back to your person that you just said a minute ago was like, oh, is it this person or is this my person? Yeah. Or which should, is it safer to go for the cheaper option? Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. Uh, depending on where you fall on that that might be something that someone would do but is yeah. that going to be the best we don't want people going into any containers or any products or any services with any grain of like oh yeah. i hope this works we want people to be like this is the most solid money i've spent all month yeah. like i don't yeah. want somebody kind of coming in going i think this is gonna i think this is the right fit i want someone to be like this makes perfect sense to me i'm mm. fully aware of it i really believe you know, this is the result. I'm, you know, this is exactly what I need right now. This all needs to be clear. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It needs to be a regular. Yeah. It's back to, it's not transaction. It's not just like, would you like no. to buy this roll of, you know, stickers? I mean, it's totally impersonal. This is like something that someone really is putting lots of thought into. So yeah. we have to do the thinking on our side. So they don't have to constantly be like in mind spins. Totally. I love totally. that. I mean, who also, who doesn't love, let's just remember, I think we also kind of go, oh, selling is bad. Selling is awful. It's like, I love people love to shop people love to look at stuff even if it's just like putting stuff in, we love the experience let's just get yeah. back to having a great experience with it and yeah. actually just completely reworking this so it is just a really fun experience mm. regardless if at the end or not that person buys let's just give them a great time yeah and connecting with people as a human like I think the staff in Liberty so Liberty is always one of my really good examples of like I joke a lot about Debenhams being like when you're trying to please everybody, the Debenhams is closed down to make my point yeah, even right. further. Yeah. I was just but, thinking, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> but I used to say like, you don't want to be like Debenhams, like you're just bland. Nobody really, a few people might love you, but not many, but nobody like hates you, but you're just there. Liberty is like this beautiful, for those that aren't in England, it's a very old, absolutely amazing London, what do you call them? Shop, department store. I was going to call it a department store, but then yeah. I was like, that does seem a bit reductive, but it is what it is. It exactly. It's elevated. Actually, yeah. yeah. But they're really good in there. I went in there the other day wearing one of my favorite dresses and my favorite bag. And one of the staff was like, oh my God, I love what you're wearing. And she didn't then go on to sell to me. But if I'd been about to buy a bag, I would have gone to her. And it was very, you could tell it was very genuine. She wasn't saying yeah. that to everyone. No, Sometimes I know in Lush, that's part of their thing is to compliment you on something. And I'm on to them. I still feel complimented, but I know what that's what they're doing. But in there, it's not quite like that. They have this very like, you know, if they like, if they think that something looks nice on you, they'll say that to you. And I think that's just an example. Like we don't all, although I think compliment your clients and community when you want to and say those things out loud to them. But it's just a human connection moment that means that I now feel like a human and they feel like a human. And then a genuine, yeah, a genuine, yeah, a genuine connection moment. Exactly. Rather than, like you say, the person that's just leaping out in front of everyone that walks through the door and, like, you know, sometimes yes. like a bit much. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is the thing where it's like, you now probably make sure to visit Liberty because you know, like, this is a place where you feel safe and, like, the experience is always great. You don't have the pressure to buy things and you can just have a lovely yeah. wander around. We need to bring more of that to the online space. Yeah. So we're not only selling when we're like, I'm in a launch right now. And this can feel very jarring on all fronts. But actually, if you just, you know, get into a place where selling is something that you totally trust you're doing in integrity and that you've normalized for yourself and that your people have come to expect, which why wouldn't they expect you to be selling your stuff on your own business, social media page? Like, of course, that's what they're there for. But doing it in a way that where the experience is front and center, not just once they've paid you right from the very first Yes. moment they step into your lovely yeah. high-end department store aka institution I've got so many questions I still want to ask but we're running out of time so what is my best question okay what is the easiest way for people to kick their sales up a notch to get really clear about why what it is they're selling what you're selling before you start selling it 
I think, I mean, there's so many things I could have said as an answer here, but I do feel like one of the sort of pressure. So obviously we want to start on day one of our business by actively selling. So we don't want to be not saying put off talking about your business, even while products are evolving. I'm saying we don't want to, I sometimes feel like people have feel this pressure to, you know, be selling in a certain type of way or doing a certain type of launch or whatever. But when you really just drill down into like, what is it though that you're selling? That is the bit that can feel really wobbly for people. And when it feels wobbly to explain it, it's definitely going to feel wobbly to sell it. So in order to kick things up a notch, we do want to feel always really grounded in what, why, why, what is it we're selling? What does it do for the person? Because really it's not, nothing to do with selling is, actually about us as individuals it's much more about what we're doing for somebody else Mm. in that particular product or service so when we can remember to stay really grounded to that we're not then getting really like whacked out on like oh that person's doing that over there maybe I should do that or oh god is this what I'm supposed to be doing now it's just more like no no I'm just talking about these Mm. topics because these topics are the things that I'm helping somebody with Yes. So there's that and then there's also spending your whatever 30 minutes a day doing your sales activity yeah. because we have to normalize this habit yes. so that our old patterns are not running the show one of the things I've noticed on your Instagram lately is you've been talking a lot and obviously just share as much of this as you can because I'm aware it's also stuff you're selling but like you talk a lot about a sales system right is that your wording uh, for it and I, I just want to sometimes talk about a sales system yeah I just wondered what that, so for people reading that, who Mm. might be like, well, what does that look like? Are you able to share a bit about what you mean when you talk about that? this is a great question. Oh, good point. Yes. So I feel like there's, when I use that terminology, it's really specifically talking to this idea that sales just fall into your lap automatically at a certain point when you've got 10,000 followers or Mm -hmm. when you're this Mm -hmm. or when your pricing's right or when whatever. And actually, that's completely wrong. Like, it's completely wrong. Like, it's entirely about the set of predetermined actions that you have decided that are the right steps for you, your personality type, the kind of business that you've got, the kind of clients that you want to work with, whatever. So what are the predetermined steps that we, you are going to put into your sales system Mm -hmm. in order to make sure that the right people can see you, make sure they understand what it is that you're about make sure that they know your products or they can get to know your products mm-hmm. in a really easy way. Mm-hmm. So actually moving people through that journey so they can make an easy decision, an easy, yeah. informed, empowered, enthusiastic buying decision, not a really sort of wishy-washy, mm, I'm not sure, maybe, or maybe later, or I hope so. Mm-hmm. So the sales system is really the whole the whole thing that kind of the framework that you put in place by design yeah. So that you're never doing something that just somebody else said. Lots of people can get really dragged around in their businesses by I should be doing this or I've got to spend yeah. I've got to build my community. Yeah. The sales system is like your structure, your yeah. strategy, your thing yeah. that has only got stuff in it that you have de- decided that you need to do and nothing mm. else. So yeah. that when all the mind wobbly jelly bits come along, you can just go back and be like, no, no, no. Really, it's about. Can the right people see me? Am I actually doing activity in order to help this become something that's really easy for people to understand and buy if they would like it? Love that. Yeah. yeah. So it's not really about, oh, launch, you know, I'm I'm not really a huge fan of big launches, although they, t- you know, each to their own. But it's, mm. it's, it's just, just to be clear, it's not about launch strategy. It's yeah. about having a, a set of actions. It might be five actions. It might be 10 actions, but it might literally be, I use social media just for visibility or it might be I use social media for all my sales you know all my sales system happens there totally fine either way but it's just having a bit of intention there and I suppose it's just getting away from this idea that winging it is somehow the the answer we cannot wing it with sales when Mm. it comes to getting people to actually decide whether to buy from you do you want them to make that decision based on winging it or do you want them to Mm. make that decision based on locked in things that you are clear and happy about that will actually help them yeah I don't want people with like buying things on a winging it vibe I want to be sure not guessing I love that I feel like a mistake people make and I've definitely made both of these mistakes is either winging it or trying to follow someone else's system that doesn't take into account who they are to the letter I've definitely done both of these yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be absolutely clear I've yeah, done both. 
Yeah. And they're both awful because the ultimately yeah. the thing is you need a strategy in order to contain your available energy, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to be like dra- getting dragged around all over the place, trying all this stuff, not getting traction, exhausted on the floor, burnt mm-hmm. out, can't work for a year. Nobody wants that. So we have to preserve your available energy and make sure that any action that you are taking is effective and efficient and gets done so that you can have a nice sit down. Like I really, like I said, time off. Love a good sit. One, like I don't want to, I did not leave a corporate job. Where I was working all these hours so that I could spend mm. another 14 hours a day just trying to make ends meet. That's not, that's not the vibe. So yeah. we need a strategy. We need the energy to match up and the system is how we do it. Yeah. I could talk to you all day. I've like literally like still got five questions I haven't asked. <laughs> I said I love a matter. I do love a <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Before you go, I always ask three sort of quick fire questions. Oh, okay. So the first one is, can you finish this sentence? Money is? Fun. Fun. Love that. That's such a salesperson answer. And I think it's such an important thing for people to hear from somebody who does sales. Like yeah, I think it, it, we need to get back to having fun, don't we? Yeah, we really do. My other question is: Have is there any books or podcasts you've read lately? Can be doesn't need to be business based that you would recommend uh, to people? Oh, I love. Oh, it's here. It is. I love this: The Double X Economy by Linda Scott. But this oh, is because oh, have you not? All right, this is okay. It's a it's a it's a book with lots of amazing just stories and statistics and bits of information about women's empowerment financial empowerment Mm -hmm. and how you know in in every well in every westernized country in the Mm -hmm. world even the most highly educated women are not getting paid the same as the men even the most you know whatever scenario it's it's basically a book about why everybody wins when women very nice that that. is my jam because the whole thing is really about not just from an equity perspective and fairness but just really about the whole like the whole benefit of unwinding this like cap- the patriarchy and all that stuff yeah. and making it more about everybody having success on their own terms yes. in a way that works for them everybody okay. benefiting in all the different ways yes. so, yeah I love that book Linda Scott okay it. I've written that down because that sounds brilliant and then the last one is a bit of a swerve if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life I'm a meze girl I can't pick one of anything I'm, I mean, I'm Lebanese I can't do it <laughs> but I will pasta I love pasta I mean I, that is really my dad would be really upset for me not saying could I say meze could I say the whole thing yeah I mean yeah that's what I always I always pick a country I'm if ridiculous. I had to pick one actual food it would be pasta but if yeah. I could pick a whole spread it's going to be meze all yeah. day because I'm just here for all the you know bits that's you that know, way of eating bits yeah and so many countries have that don't they there's just we don't yeah. have it in Britain. whether you in call it tapas or yeah, yeah exactly yeah absolutely I love that did you see that I was in Italy recently and every day we had a four course meal and every day there was a pasta course of course the whole a whole course exactly that's what's so great about being I mean it's dangerous for people it's dangerous for me when I go on holiday to Italy <laughs> <I can't. laughs> oh. but, yeah it's so good my kids were beside themselves when I was like telling them I was going and I was like all your favorite foods from there and Gus was like, like what? And I was like, breadsticks, pizza, yeah, pasta. And, really I, and he went, what about ice cream? And I was like, even ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah, it's like gelato for the win. Yeah. My only complaint is they don't have spice. So I couldn't pick Italian food. If I had to pick a country, I can't pick that because I need more spice. They also have Negroni. They do have Negroni. So, you know, you'd be all right. I think That's you'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Can you let people know where they can find you? And we'll include that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm you can find me on Instagram. It's at sales with Sarah S A R A. Yeah, that's just much easier than my surname. So we go with sales with Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for listening. I'll see you next time.